Hey friends, we've got another amazing episode of Serving the Community podcast coming your way, bringing on Nick Baker with IMG Financial Group. He was introduced to me by a great friend, Aaron Hunt with Hunt Realty in Pearland through Business Network International or BNI. So excited to have Nick on today. He is an A&M graduate. He was in the Corps of Cadets fighting Texas Aggie Band B Company and also in the General O.R. Simpson Corps Scholastic Honor Society. He spent his free time as a member and lector at the All Saints Catholic Church, and he's also an avid Aggies sports fan and fitness enthusiast. Today, we're going to be focused on the work that he's doing in creating a podcast for the Houston A&M Club and capturing stories of these amazing alumni, as well as the PEP, or Prison Entrepreneur program, which Nick is a part of. So you don't want to miss this episode. I hope you guys will join us and enjoy this podcast. Hey y'all, Trisha Stetzel here, and I serve those who are serving others. So welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community podcast. I created this podcast to highlight people and organizations in our own communities who are serving others and giving back to make our communities, our country, and sometimes even the world a kinder place to live. And surfing doesn't just make your heart feel good. You probably heard that some studies have shown that there are mental and physical health benefits to serving, like reducing depression, lowering blood pressure, and even lengthening your lifespan. Putting other people's needs before yours also strengthens your relationships. It connects you with the ones you are serving. And if that someone is someone you know, it creates a stronger bond with them. Serving also enriches other people's lives. And perhaps the best benefit of serving is the chance that person paying it forward. If you help someone, they're more likely to do something nice for someone else that day. Your one act of kindness could have a major domino effect. It's like the pebble on the pond creating that ripple effect. Now, it's time to talk to our amazing giver this week. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community. I'm super excited about my guest today. I actually met him through BNI, Business Network International. You guys know that's a big uh, organization that I've been a part of for many years. And Aaron Hunt is a friend of mine who invited me to come to this chapter. Nick Baker is actually the president of the Paraland BNI chapter that I went to visit and I couldn't help but ask him to be on the show. Nick Baker, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. And shout out to Aaron Hunt. What a great guy and uh, what a privilege it is to be president of uh, such a great group of people like that. Thanks for coming to visit us, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I met some really cool people, not just you, but some other cool people. So that was good. (laughs) We have a great group. All right. Come back and see us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Nick, if you want to give a quick plug where you guys meet and when you meet, Go ahead. Yeah. So our BNI meeting is we actually meet virtually uh, three weeks out of the month. So uh, on Zoom. So it's pretty easy for anybody to join. 
and then just a quick BNI plug. It's it's business owners from kind of every different uh, industry, um, and then we meet once a month in person. So uh, you can find us online: BNI Pearland Business Referral Partners of Pearland. Business Referral Partners of Pearland, the BRPP group. You guys are amazing. All right. So, Nick, let's talk about you. Tell us what you do and uh, why you have such a passion for what you do. Uh, well, so, yeah. So, I work in wealth management. I'm a financial planner. Uh, really, I got into that because I, I just really enjoy people. Uh, I enjoy talking to people, learning about their story, and ultimately just helping people. Uh, most of that comes from my parents. Uh, my dad was an accounting professor growing up. Um, so we talked pretty openly about money uh, and just I didn't realize until I became an adult how valuable that is. Uh, and then being able to turn around and use that to help other people uh, has been really a great uh, way for me to integrate just you know how much I enjoy people and then something that's really valuable in, in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. And where are all my Aggie fans out there? We've got an Aggie on with us today. Yes, sir. So, Nick, you were just telling me before we started the show today that you're doing a podcast uh, for the Houston A&M Club. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've been pretty involved with volunteering in the Houston A&M Club uh, really since I moved to, to Houston after I graduated A&M. I wanted to stay connected in my my Aggie network, and uh, it's just the school's given so much to me. I wanted to be able to give a little bit back. But uh, what I realized was, and, and let me back up a second, I've been uh, the chair of what we call Traditions Lunch. So we do a monthly alumni lunch here in town, uh, and it really just kind of provides everybody a, a chance to gather and network and we bring in a speaker uh, we've had you know a wider range of uh, array of speakers you know from Rick Perry all the way down to the CEO of Exxon Mobil so that's really cool but what I noticed was you know I'm going to this every month and I'm, I'm meeting and hanging out with these guys and girls that are class of you know 65 and 52 and we even have a couple of uh, 47 1947. And what I realized was I'm really enjoying these relationships, but, uh, you know, as life happens, uh, they start to, to pass away and I'm going to these funerals and, you know, as a younger guy, uh, relative, I'm like, so grateful for the relationships and learning a lot of these stories. But what I realized is that we're not capturing a lot of these really just neat stories. I mean, some of these guys served in World War II, uh, which is, you know, the ultimate selfless service, right? And we wanted to create a time capsule. So that's really what the podcast was, is I wanted to capture a lot of these stories so that we could have them forever, even when they do, you know, eventually pass away. Because I would go to these funerals and I would tell the families, you know, it's just such an honor to be friends with your, you know, dad, your grandpa, whatever. And I kind of look around, I'm like the only young person, you know, outside of you know, immediate family. And it just, it dawned on me that it would be really beneficial to start capturing uh, a lot of these or some of these stories so that we can have them you know later on so yeah it's a houston a&m club podcast so i think we're going to launch the first four episodes in the beginning of 2024 so thanks for the for the plug really appreciate that 
Oh, that's fantastic. And will it be public facing so we can go out and find it and listen to it? That is awesome. As you were talking and you and I had the opportunity to uh, spend a few minutes together a few weeks back, uh, we continue to have connections. You were uh, talking about the Houston A&M Club and Sherry Ferguson. I don't know if you even know her, but she's a very good friend of mine and I'm pretty sure she's part of the A&M Club. She founded Faithful Friends Animal Assisted Therapy here in the Clear Lake area, whom I have volunteered with for years and years doing animal assisted therapy in nursing homes and reading with Rover programs. So it's pretty exciting uh, to meet another Aggie that's doing so much great work in the community. One of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on the show is Aaron Hunt uh, shared with me that you're part of a program called PEP or Prison Entrepreneur Program. And I wanted to know more about it. And I think our listeners should learn more about it. And I think it has a lot to do with your love for helping people or teaching people about money and being able to bring that into the prison system. So tell me about this program and how you, Nick, are volunteering in that space and how it's even affecting you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm so excited to share this with you and, and thanks for bringing it up. Uh, if I get long winded, I apologize. There's just so many aspects of this program that, that I really love. And I have to give a quick shout out to my friend, Charles Blaine. He uh, he's the president and founder of Urban Reform. He's the one that got me into this. He's been bugging me for years. So you got to check this out. You got to check this out. Like, how oh, you know, I'll get to it eventually. And because uh, you have to give up, you know, uh, a good amount of your Friday. Because what happens is this is a program that they run in the state prisons in Texas. And what they do is Baylor actually has a certificate in entrepreneurship. And so a lot of these inmates uh, apply to be in this program. So they're picking uh, kind of the best of the best people that, that want to reform their life and, and really uh, make a change. Uh, and let me back up just one or two steps. I, uh, I grew up in Huntsville, Texas. There's 11 prisons or probably more now. Uh, hadn't really spent much time thinking about it or uh, doing anything about it. But what I realized in getting more involved in this program is you know, there's a lot of people in prison. It's kind of a forgotten population, uh, right? And it's become a, a very uh, for-profit enterprise or it's kind of the easy way to deal with uh, problems that we have with society. It's just put people in prison and let's just forget about it. Um, well, recidivism is, is a really large problem with that. Is it what that means is people get out of prison and they just go right back to prison, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of uh, prison because, you know, you're supposed to you do the crime, you pay the time and you rehabilitate yourself and hopefully do better. Right. And so uh, this program was started to really help with that and what they do is through this entrepreneurship program they they pick these guys they have to apply from really all over the state and they whittle it down to you know plus or minus 100 150 guys and they're at this uh this the cleveland uh unit out in cleveland texas and then what we do as executive volunteers is we go out there and spend most of the day with them for different events uh the main one is uh, they have a business pitch 
day. So these guys, the whole program is that they are designing, building, and planning a business for when they get out of prison that they can start, right? And uh, the idea is this gives somebody purpose and meaning and hopefully structure. And the program is great. It does do a lot of that. Um, And skipping ahead a little bit, they've had quite a few businesses come out of prison that have been just wildly, wildly successful from these guys. Um, But it's really cool because as a volunteer, you go in and it's like Shark Tank, right? So you sit there, you're an executive volunteer and they pitch you the business live and you hear all kinds of different pitches, uh, food, you know, food trucks, apparel, you know, uh, power washing, construction companies, anything you can think of. These guys have, have thought of it. And then we get to give them uh, business advice and feedback from our own uh, business experience. And it's just, it's really great. And the, the biggest thing that I enjoy about it is, you know, it's kind of hard not to uh, leave prison with a, a perspective that I find just super healthy, which is I'm very grateful for a lot of the things that have gone really well for me in my life. And I know that my mom would always say this, but for the grace of God, there go I, right? We, we kind of think the more success you have, the more that, that bias kind of fills your mind of I deserve this and that. And it's really not true, right? It's, you know, I'm one mistake. I'm one accident away from, you know, my life being completely different and, and really meeting people at that level for me is just such a healthy uh, mental thing. I get a huge kick out of it. I, you know, I get kind of a spiritual high uh, for being honest. And then uh, the really neat part of the program is it's not, just a one and done it's really structured to help these guys kind of throughout their life and once they get out of prison they have uh you know halfway houses that involve getting back on their feet and starting that business and helping them find work if they're not going to start that business and it's just really really a neat program and then the last thing i'll say because you know i said i had a lot to say about this but it's just such a special deal is i've met just some of the most wonderful people uh, that are also volunteers, uh, inmates and participants as well, certainly. Um, but, you know, you kind of look to your left and your right and you're like, well, that's the in-house counsel for Exxon Mobil, or this guy went to, you know, Yale and you kind of feel a little bit uh, uh, undeserving to be around volunteers like that. But in the same sense, it's, it's just really neat for me because I'm seeing these guys that are, relatively super successful uh they're here volunteering as well i know they get a huge kick out of it too it's it's cool to see that and be a part of that and i really enjoy it just the whole program in general i can't say enough good things it's really well done yeah that's that's excellent thank you for sharing your own experience and how it even um humbles you or moves you to be able to do this volunteer work if someone were interested any of our listeners were interested in being a part of that program is there a place or a way that they might get involved nick absolutely so if you just google pep prison entrepreneurship program it'll pop right up and they have numerous ways to to get involved fill out you know there's an online form email contact also i'll throw this out there more than welcome to get in touch with me and i'll put you directly in touch with who you need to uh, be in touch with we always tell people you know it sounds weird going to prison but just go just come with no expectations and uh i I think you'll be blown away um so if it's something you're interested in you know add me on linkedin certainly shoot me an email call text anytime i'm pretty easy to find on the internet but i'd love we'd love to have you if you have business experience 
or if you just want to love on people. Yeah, I love that. Thank you, Nick. So if people do want to reach out to you, how can they, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Definitely. Yeah. So my email is typically the fastest way to get a hold of me. It's just Nick, N-I-C-K dot Baker, B-A-K-E-R at I-M-G Financial Group. So it's Igloo March Golf Financial Group dot com. So if you Google Nick Baker, I-M-G, it'll, it'll pop up as well. Yeah. You're doing such amazing work in the service that you're giving back to the community, but also in the business that you're in. You, We started our talk today with, you have such a passion for getting out there and spreading this information to young people, middle-aged people, old people who may not necessarily have had the same relationship with money and the discussion or the conversation around money that you had growing up. So I appreciate the work that you're doing in this financial space in wealth management because it's important. So many of us are afraid to have those conversations inside of our families or with our families. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So Nick, I warned you that I've been doing a lot of work in the trust leadership space over the last um, this year. And I plan to continue that work into 2024, because I think it's really important that we understand where trust comes from and the things that we should be doing to create that trust. And I believe it's essential for the success and sustainability of any organization, whether it's a profit or a nonprofit or not not for-profit organization. Um, You know, the trust among our communities and individuals that we serve is fundamental, whether they're paying for a service from us or not. And it ensures that our organization's efforts are seen as genuine and beneficial to the intended recipients. That trust is so important. And for you being in the financial space or in wealth management, that's huge in your own business, but also in the volunteer work that you're doing, having these conversations on a podcast with people who are telling their stories or going into the prison systems and talking to these gentlemen who want to open a business when they leave the system. There's so much trust that needs to be gained there between you you and that other person. So here's my closing question for you. What do you believe are the key strategies and or practical steps leaders can take to foster a culture of trust within their organization? Gosh, it's such a great question. Thank you for the question. And I want to preface this by saying, you know, I don't consider myself, uh, and I've, I've really been working on this transparency and uh, I don't want to, you know, have false humility, but I do really want to be humble. I don't consider myself, you know, wildly successful by any measure. And you know, I fail at this plenty. And, and because I, I fail, I think I've learned so much. But I want to give a lot of credit to my parents, uh, especially my mom. And then also uh, going to A&M, I think Texas A&M really fosters a lot of these attributes as well. But to your point, uh, I work in a, a trust business. Uh, I always joke with my colleagues or friends that like no one hires us to manage their money because uh, we're the smartest guys or we're the best dressed or we're the funniest. And that's just not why people hire us. They hire us because they trust us to do the right thing when they're not looking and on their behalf. And that's really just uh, you know 99.9% of it. Um, I think of trust like a workout. I think it's, uh, you know, built 
day by day, rep by rep, brick by brick. Uh, and I think that the most important thing is that uh, you're either advancing the ball or you're not. You're going backwards. There's really no neutral with trust. Um, and I think it's super important. You know, like I just said, we all fail at this at anything routinely, it's very important that you have the self-awareness to uh, correct that as quickly as you possibly can um, and to apologize, right? Um, and I think that's something I've realized is that if you have two transparent people who really want to do what's best, uh, you can quickly move on from things and you can build that trust. But in general, I think that uh, in, in terms of fostering a culture of trust within the organization, uh, I think that uh, most organizations that are wildly successful, there is a, an extremely high level of trust from the top to the bottom, right? Because if you think about it, it's just extremely difficult to function and operate on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis when the trust is so low, right? And so I think that you have to be extremely intentional and transparent about what you're doing to build that trust. Uh, I find, again, think I'm very fortunate. I've always worked in places, the firm I'm at now and have been at for a while, uh, the CEO, you know, shout out to Jeff Applebaum. He does a very good job of this and really works mm-hmm. at it and checking in on your people, right. And getting them to give you transparent, candid feedback. Uh, that's something that in, in thinking about, uh, this discussion I wanted to really throw out there is that you've got to find a way to put people around you that will tell you the hard truth, right? Everybody wants to make you feel good and you know, tell you nice things or whatever, but you know, part of building trust is having people that can tell you, you know, you messed that up or that's not really the right way to go about that. And we all get a little defensive and, you know, that's part of it. But part of building trust is, hey, I feel like I can tell you the truth, right? And uh, in any organization, speaking the truth uh, is just so incredibly important, in my opinion, uh, because otherwise you're just building everything on a house of cards. And eventually, I think we both know how that story ends with with low trust, uh, ends in a lot of tears and disappointment and uh, hurt feelings. And, you know, usually people move on. But the more you can foster trust, the the longer you're going to make that runway of success potentially for whatever endeavor that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That house of cards becomes a a table of just flat cards laying there, right? Not, uh, not serving anything. It's interesting. So for those of you who are only listening today and not watching on the YouTube channel, I wrote on my whiteboard, you all know that I do that every day. I wrote character plus compassion plus consistency equals trust. And that my friend, Nick, is the embodiment of you as you were talking through that in a conversation that we've had today you have such high character and compassion for people and you're very consistent in the work that you do and i think it's lovely that that you're on my board and we didn't know that this morning when i wrote it so (laughs) well i'm working on the consistency part i'll be fully transparent it's something i work on every day just you know the life comes at you hard and the ups and downs and so being consistent is my biggest struggle and but I that, that formula is perfect I think that's just perfectly accurate we just keep working on it we keep working on it Nick thank you so much for being with me today I appreciate you t- taking the time thank you for all of the work that you're doing in our community and serving others and I appreciate you being here today no thanks for having me 
And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community. Thanks so much for listening today. There are so many great things about our modern world, but the people in it should be at the top of that list. Taking a genuine interest in your family, friends, neighbors, and even strangers is one of the most rewarding decisions you can make for yourself and those around you that you choose to serve. If you enjoyed this episode of Serving the Community, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when a new episode is posted. Please rate and review this episode and be sure to share with your connections. You can also find out more about what I'm up to at trishastutzel.com. Thank you for listening to Serving the Community Podcast. We hope you will take a minute to like, share, or subscribe to our channel and invite your connections to listen as well. Take action personally and professionally. Do the thing, do it now. Don't let later become never. Build your business and serve the community.